We gotta make sure Brittany's screen doesn't black out. I'm good. No, it's because I accidentally hit the minimize button last time. We're good. Oh, so it was operator error. Got it. It was was operator error. Okay. Uh, Welcome, Elder Emos. I'm your host, Samit. And I'm Brittany. And on tonight's episode of the Elder Emo Hours, we have with us the sublets. Welcome. How are you guys? We are so excited to have you. We are stoked to be here. So we, uh, first of all, congratulations on everything that you guys have done and everything that you guys have succeeded. Um, You you guys guys have, thank you. Uh, I was going to say, that's how I wanted to start it is you guys have been following us since the very, very beginning of all of this, like first 100 people. And you guys were one of the first people to ever follow us. So thank you guys for taking that risk on us and being with us since the beginning. So we owe a lot to you guys and are forever thankful for you. I believe us. We, we are grateful to have other people who are in the scene, who are pushing the scene, who are, you know, doing stuff that what you, like what you guys are doing and building community and stuff. Cause it's, it's kind of a lonely place when you're out there trying to do it by yourself. And so to have, you know, people who've already been in the music scene, who have been in bands, who I've experienced it firsthand to, you know, want to create this kind of awesome content and uh, interview silly little bands in Cleveland. Like we're grateful, but no, for reals, we, we really appreciate what you guys are doing. So then. Yeah. The, the your back. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that we, that we always like to kind of pertain it to is when we started doing all of this, we, um, we want to bring attention to, for lack of a better term, the smaller guys in relation to the bigger ones, because independent scene right now, the music scene's making a comeback. But Unsigned Pop Punk actually said it the best. They had posted a, a video on TikTok that we discovered when we first got started that was like, we, we know how hard it is to be musicians. We know everything that you go through and trying to find people that care about your music and like want to support it and everything. But at the end of the day, we fucking care. Like, I get it. We care. We're here for that. That was my one F-bomb in this episode. And um, <laughs> that was like the that was like the perfect way to describe what we do, why we do what we do. Cause like we care, we know how hard it is. We know what goes into it and how hard you guys work. And if we can take an hour of our time to give you guys just a fraction of the, like the attention you guys deserve, then we've done our job at the end of the day. So, but the, the one way we like to really start all of our interviews and everything is we want to, we want to get to know more about you guys. So what's the story behind the sublets? How did you guys meet? How'd you guys form? How'd you get the name? Who is the sublets? It's a silly question. Um, it's, it's silly because the answer is, it's just not a brief answer. Um, we all were in different bands over the years. And um, about four or five years ago, uh, I had life had kind of taken me on a detour. I had gotten out of music. I'd gotten into bars and restaurants and working, you know, other jobs that weren't music related. Um, or at least that weren't like, I got into the bar restaurant industry because I was playing music at bars and restaurants. So I started working at bars and restaurants, but then I stopped playing music because I was doing too much of working in bars and restaurants. Um, and very long story short, there was a very serendipitous situation where one of the, I was catering a show where 
um, it was like this outdoor venue, it was a beautiful place, had like a thousand people, and there wasn't an opener. And idiot me opens my mouth and was like, oh, I could open if you guys need somebody. Not even thinking the fact that I had not been on stage for eight years. <laughs> so they said yes. And next thing I know, I'm finding myself needing to play this like 45 minute set, acoustic set. And I was, you know, there's gonna be some covers and other stuff, but I was like, what did I just do? So I go up on stage, I do the set and it really kind of reawoken that feeling of like, oh man, I need to, I need to be back out there and playing music and, and doing this again. Um, that was 2014. And uh, man, I can't believe it was already eight years ago. Um, and then I kind of spent the next couple of years just get, building my chops back up and playing shows and doing anything like anywhere from like, you know, little corner bars to um, coffee shops to uh, just anywhere, house parties, anything. But it was a lot of acoustic stuff, um, kind of, and just stupid stuff like rebuilding the calluses on my fingers and getting used to singing for a couple hours at a time. And, um, you know, remembering what it's like to sing like four nights in a row and have my voice just shot, but you got to get back out there and do it. Um, and when I felt like I was, you know, comfortable enough with what I was doing, I was like, man, I, I, I miss having a band. I really want to have a band around me again and, and you know, whatever. Um, so in about 2017, uh, I started kind of putting feelers out and talked to some friends who were still in the music industry and stuff. And um, they had told me about this mythological uh, rhythm section who was just insane, but they weren't playing music at the time. And I was like, who are they? It was these two. Um, and I got to meet them and pretty much right away really liked them as, as people, uh, but we hadn't gotten a room yet and jammed. Um, so they came over to my house, we played some music, we, we just kind of BS'd a little bit and really hit it off. And uh, it kind of quickly became one of those things where we realized that we're way better than just a crappy little punk band. Like that, that sounds kind of conceited, but like, like when we first started thinking it, it was meant to be kind of like, yeah, it was gonna be fun and, and silly and whatever. We're gonna play these punk songs and whatever, but we got in a room and just were like, oh man, like these guys are phenomenal. They made me be a better guitarist and a better lead singer. And, and so it was like, we kept pushing each other. And next thing you know, we were like, well, then we need to add another guitarist because now we want a fuller sound. And then we added a, a female um, keyboardist who was doing backup vocals. And like, it sounded amazing. We were doing three-part harmonies. We had these really cool beats and stuff. And so we started as the sublets. Well, we started as the Swift Taylors. The first show we ever played, we actually didn't have a formal name. Mm -hmm. um, so we were like, let's just call ourselves something funny. And Taylor Swift was playing across town. So we're like, screw it, we'll be the Swift Taylors. Um, and that show went really well. We kind of kept building off of that. And, and at the time, pop punk still wasn't quite a thing. Um, you know, like, I mean, really in the last year, year and a half has got when it's found its resurgence, but four years ago, it still was not really there. So we kind of knew that the pop rock power pop stuff was pretty nostalgic and, but that was just kind of what we knew and, you know, what I loved more than anything else. Um, so as we started adding new members and, and kind of saying like, okay, well, this thing's got legs. We could really, you know, how do we do this? How do we let this thing evolve into what it could be or what, you know, what we think it deserves to be? Um, we experimented with a lot of different stuff with, you know, some dance music, some harder rock stuff, um, some like Paul Simony, like 
beach vibes. Um, and we ended up breaking into several different projects. Um, and so we are all in like four different bands um, that each one kind of specializes in its own thing. Um, but the sublets is the, because the other part of this was we're trying to make this a career and to do that, you need to get the placements and, and you know, the, the different publicity or the publishing stuff. And, you know, there's just so many games that you need to play when you're trying to make this an actual career. Um, and again, thinking that pop punk was never going to be something that was really popular anymore. So all the other ones were meant to bring in the money and this was meant to be the passion project. Um, Cause again, I grew up like, I grew up as a punk kid. I grew up going to work tour and, you know, having blue mohawks and doing like really believing that I was a punk kid, even though I was the most spoiled suburban white kid ever. But um, so, yeah, so we, we were playing all these songs and we kind of really, we got to a point where we looked at each other and we're like, we kind of sound like a wedding band playing covers of rock songs because with three part harmonies and two guitars and all this prettiness, we're losing some of the energy that's really part of what we do. Um, and so we stripped it back to a three piece and uh, sometimes we'll still perform with four or five people on stage if it's a bigger show or if we um, are experimenting with some new stuff and we want to have a fuller sound until we kind of either strip it back to a three piece. Like, cause there's certain things that the, the other guitarist in the band was amazing. Great singer, phenomenal guitarist. I can't do what he does. Um, and that's not meant to be like a, oh, I'm a bad guitarist. It was just, he's just, he's better than me. Um, so some of the stuff that he was doing, I was trying to figure out ways around or to dumb it down so I could, you know, still kind of keep true to the spirit of what he was doing. Or we have Daniel do more bass runs, um, you know, at these specific parts. Like, so we took out some guitar solos and now we just have Daniel filling in with more bass stuff or Stefan's filling in with more drums, you know, drum fills and stuff. Um, and what's kind of funny about all this is that we had really kind of felt pretty good pre-pandemic, like, wow, we're rehearsing regularly. We felt really good. And then the pandemic hits and, you know, put the brakes on everything. And uh, as we're kind of getting back out there now and, and kind of just getting shows back under our belt, it's, you know, it, all, all that work is still there and you still feel pretty good. But like, there's definitely a couple songs where we're like, man, how was that transition or how that thing used to go? And we're going back and listening to some of the old demos and some of the, you know, rehearsals that we had. Um, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot of really, really cool projects that we're excited about that are all kind of connected to what the sublets are. But I mean, no joke, like this, this is what I truly like, this is what I'm passionate about. And this is what I believe I was put on this planet to do was play, you know, really fun, energetic pop punk kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I just, it really makes me complete. Uh, and I feel great about it. And I, it's funny because these two are, I would never say that this is their favorite kind of music. Um, they are technically amazing at what I they started do. started out, out in punk rock. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you are so like, mm -hmm. they're just so good at what they do. So I'm just grateful to be, well, you. you know, be along for the ride with them. But so, yeah, so that's kind of it. We and love you too. The <laughs> sublet is actually a, a Stefan. Uh, we were sitting around the, we actually have it on film. Um, or on, I don't know, on digital, I guess, because there's no such thing as film anymore. Right. But uh, <laughs> we have it on video, um, the time that we really, we realized what our name was meant to be. And it was 
we're sitting around a table and we're all just kind of throwing out names and whatever. And Stefan's like, how about the sublets? And I'll be honest, I was like, that's a stupid name. <laughs> like, I, I was like, that's, I don't, why, why would we call the sublets? Like, that's, it's hard to say. It, I don't know. It's not memorable. There's nothing cool about it. And then, um, there's been some thought, <laughs> hey, there was some thought that went into like, we're going through a lot of names. We were going through a lot of names. It is hard to name a baby. Um, but I kind of went home and was thinking about it. And um, I'm, I'm not the most religious person by any means, but I'm, I feel very uh, like a sense of gratitude towards God or, or the bigger connection that is, you know, nature or however you want to say that. Um, but one of the big things I really realized was like, we are all kind of just subletters here on the planet and we're all, you know, it, we have the ability to be here and to do something with our talent and our gifts. And, um, you know, we, I personally really believe that music and entertainment and, connecting with people is, is what I was put on the planet to do. And, um, I was like, man, so what's the perfect name? <laughs> so as much as I hated it, when I first heard it, my knee jerk reaction was, it was wrong. And it took a little bit of kind of, you know, meditating and thinking about it. And I loved it. So that's you it. You had to let it simmer. You had to let it simmer before you realize this is, this is the one, this is it. That's awesome. That's Cause we were, man. <clears throat> I'm sorry. That's a can at least. It takes it takes a lot. That was just one one little idea rolling through my head, but it just kept on coming back. You know, it's usually um, when you know. Ultimately, it's like if you if you think of something and keep coming back to it, that's like that's you know you know that that was meant to be or that's what it was. It was like the same yeah. thing when I when I bought my house. Like I, this was the house that I that I bought. I was never in or had any like wasn't on my list, wasn't in my price range, but I came in here and it, like, I just knew that it was my house. So it's that same theory. It's the same thing with the names. I'm pretty sure Brittany and I did the same thing when we came up with our band name. Granted, we were in high school and we ended up being the queen of hearts, but, <laughs> but uh, we went back and forth with a whole bunch of things. I think at one point we were also trying to call ourselves like pink flames or something like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. we we were not that clever and there wasn't a whole lot behind ours so that's awesome to hear and I love hearing the stories of like how you got your name and how you met because so many people come from so many different backgrounds and they all end up together um that it's interesting a lot of the musicians that we've talked to all are like metalheads and then all just decided to do pop punk or yeah. punk rock me too I still do I, I still do metal now yeah See, so how long, how long were you two together before he met you and oh, yeah, the two God. of you? Yeah. We've been playing in bands together for 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and wow. Band, bands. Maybe like seven, seven like or so. And yeah. all the bands were different genres. different. Yeah. We were all over the place. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, had, I had pretty much approached a crossroad where I was considering not playing music anymore. And I took two years off just not doing anything. And then I got a call that, that uh, to meet George and that Stefan was going to be a part of it. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. It, it really is coming because everything we've done together just, it just feels so good. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's so natural. It's like, oh, well, of course, that's going to be something cool. So let's do that. It's over time, <laughs> familiarity and just doing the work for a long time, you know? And the nice part is there's like, we're all older. We're not, you know, there, there's so little drama with what, with what we do. Like none of us are, you know, doing lines in the bathroom or, or you know, trying to get late after the show. Well, we might be trying to get late after the show, but with our, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, so the, the cleaner feeling when it's like we we went on the road we were down in cincinnati and you know i I'm normally up at like i told you guys i go to bed usually by like eight and i'm up at like five or six and uh it's funny because i wake up at like 5 30 or something and daniel's already been up for like half hour i'm, I'm like what <laughs> I, I love mornings yeah so that was it was like man this is yeah there's just no room for drama or you know any stupidity we're we like to work we like to play music we like i mean we have fun together but it's i mean just so lame compared to well That's lame so is lame. is again relative term but you know <laughs> it's you asked me 20 years ago what i thought bands would be doing on the road versus what i'm doing now it's you know and i i never drank until i was 30 so even what i would have answered 20 years ago would have been something more like oh staying up all night and jamming or playing video games or this or that but now it's like no you played your set you had a great time you got to meet people at the club and it's great you go home and you were out cold within 20 minutes like that's that's about it that's usually us after these interviews we do these interviews yeah. and then we're like we're going to bed we'll see you tomorrow okay bye um but i mean yeah, but it's i feel like it's and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like it's kind of the the era that we're in right now and where the scene is right now when it comes to like the collaboration side of things. Cause like bands back in the day, uh, like 15 years ago when Brittany and I were in a band, there were the dynamics of bands and people playing together and things that were so much different than they are now for a lot of artists. Like, I feel like now it's more, it's more of the passion behind it. And people are doing it because they actually want to do it, not because it makes them cool. I guess for lack of better, like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. At, our, at our age, you give up on cool. Yeah. But even <laughs> then, mean, even like 20, 25 years ago when you were doing it, it was, you did it because, I mean, you did it partly because it was a scene and you wanted to fit in and have friends and whatever. But like, you know, I had delusions that I wanted to be in the biggest band in the world, but it was not like, I really didn't think pop punk was going to get me there. Like, I just what we loved you know it's what i did it was like I, I pick up a guitar and i just start playing mxpx or green day or offspring or whatever like whatever MXPX. it was mm. oh yeah dude playing magnified plat like when they when they when i first heard so chick maggot was the first song i ever heard by by mxpx um and then i just started kind of going through their catalog and, and listening to stuff and it was like oh man and then like ever passing moment that album um to me was still just incredible. And so I was like, you've got slowly going the way of the Buffalo, you've got um, life in general, you've got like, you had, there were just so many great albums they would put out and it was all stuff that like, it was, it was all pretty straightforward. Like you could pick up a guitar or a bass and like play a lot of the stuff pretty quickly. Um, but it was all so good and so catchy. And, you know, with Offspring, there was some stuff that I was like, ah, it's hit or miss. Um, but like Screeching Weasel and uh, less than Jake, like they're just so many bands, real big fish, like so many Scott and punk bands that I would listen to that 
like, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. Um, and I had a really eclectic music background before that. Like Phantom of the Opera was the reason I ever started playing music in the first place. Saw Phantom, started playing piano, but organ. Um, and my parents grew up with me listening to like Buddy Holly and Patsy Cline and stuff like that. My sister was really into like the 80s with like, you know, um, George Michael and, and Cyndi Lauper and Richard Marks. Um, and then I had two older brothers who were also into just different stuff, everything from Beatles to Neil Young to ELO. Um, but punk was the first, that, well, Green Day. So like new pop punk at the time was the first time that I had ever heard something where I'm like, that's, that's mine. That is, that's amazing. Um, and so I started going, going back from there and listening to like Ramones and, you know, other punk bands prior to Green Day, but like Green Day and everything that happened after that, you know, Blink's first and second album, um, you know, like there, there were just so many amazing things. I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I love. Uh, so it was never really about being cooler or anything because that was, I don't know, punk bands were not cool per se. Like <laughs> I they, I think back then punk bands, punk bands had like a cult following. Yeah, it was very much a cult following. But staying on that same track of talking about the different artists and things that like you've listened to and everything, uh, we've been playing you guys on like our emo nights and our lives and stuff like that. We've been playing your music on the playlist and everything. And anytime mm-hmm. that you guys come on, the first thing that 98% of the people say is, you guys sound like Blink-182. They're like, they give me like major Blink-182 vibes. Or is this Blink-182? Like, do they draw inspiration from that? So collectively what would you say your biggest inspirations are for your music because your sound you can tell is a lot of different a lot of different parts of a lot of different artists to me it sounds like so what are those inspirations behind what you guys do like what are the major ones you guys want to talk about your your influences first and then because i mean i'll talk for the next hour i think it's just (laughs) It comes through my like my playing just because I'm all I'm all over the place as far as um, what I've listened to and what I've played over the years. So maybe you're hearing just a, like a little little snippets of a lot of different kind of feels. You know what I mean? Just for me personally as, as a drummer, so I have an approach where there's things that I've done over time and I've, that, that I've evolved, and they all kind of mesh together sometimes and like. Maybe you get a readout of like maybe different artists that I've lis- listened to over time. It's kind of hard to pinpoint really because I am really all over the place. You know? yeah, I think we're very similar yeah. in that way. Like I was a metalhead as a kid. And then, but then discovering like modern jazz and yeah. funk and then R&B and gospel. I was all over the place. Yeah. 90s hip hop. And my two biggest things are 90s, 80s, Actually, 80s metal and 90s hip hop is probably my two biggest influences. Good calls. But then, yeah. <laughs> but then there's everything, because like it, my mu- musical taste changes daily, weekly, monthly. Something new will come out, a new artist will come out, and then I'm just on that train. And then you find other artists that are in that category, and then that kind of spreads from there. And then you go back to your roots and listen to metal. It's just everything. Yeah, I'll go from a sugar to Carrie Underwood. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> Touche. Um, specifically, so the first single that we released, 
was uh, the other guitarist in the band. His name was Britton. Um, his name is Britton. Uh, he still, yeah, still. <laughs> he uh, when we were first kind of meeting and, and hanging out, he was like, "Man, I got this song that I wrote, you know, a little while back, and I demoed it out." And he's like, "It just doesn't fit in any of my projects." He's like, "Maybe it could be a cool sublets tune," and um, he plays me the song, and I listen to it. I'm like, "This is incredible." Like it's energetic and it's catchy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I want it. Like I, I would love for the soloist to, to do the song. And originally he was going to sing it. Uh, and I think the first couple of shows he did sing it. Um, and we, uh, I was kind of intimidated by it. Cause I was like, it's a pretty, like you, you need to be pretty good at, 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 my vocal chops just weren't there basically bottom line. Like I, I, I was still out of practice and I wasn't feeling, feeling like I could attack this song. Um, and that was the fallout. Uh, so the first song that you know that we released is Britain's song, and uh, and we worked it out so that you know Sublets can can use it forever, and he you know uh, is compensated for it. But but we, uh, um, it's funny because when people are like, oh, that's a you know that's a great song, I'm like, yeah, I know. And they're like, well, that's kind of a rude thing to say. I'm like, no, 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 no. it's not my song. Like, <laughs> I was a fan of it first, and then we got to play it. Like, so. I, yeah, I love it. I think it's a great song. Um, and he is just, he's a really, really, really great songwriter. We, we've probably got four or five songs that are written by him um, that are just different, you know, and they have some funky chord changes or there's some, you know, funky things that happen, funky timing. Um, but he just makes it sound natural and, and catchy and it's, it's awesome. Um, so with that in mind, Fallout is definitely, uh, I would not say that Blink is one of his major influences. It was it's it was originally written a little bit more as a rock song than like a punk song. Um, we between my kind of bratty approach to vocals and some other stuff that we kind of changed around. We it used to have this huge big like uh, spinal tap ending that just vamped on forever, um, and we cut that down. So it's still a long ending, but it's shorter than it used to be. Um, but it was just this big rock song. And uh, like I said, we kind of played it a little faster, a little dirtier, and, and turned into a kind of a punkish song. Um, I'm excited for you guys to hear the one that I sent you and to see what a you know what your response is because I feel like when you listen to that one, you'll be like, oh yeah, no, there's some very clear influences uh, that you can pick up on. Um, so with that, I will leave the influences and say, let's. If you guys will ever have us back on, we would love to follow back up. Uh, even if it's just like a, hey, PPS, here's, you know, a follow-up to this this podcast uh, of what you guys think. And, and then we can have that conversation again. Because I think as you guys get to hear more and more of our stuff as we release it, the uh, influences are, are become a little more clear. That makes me really, really excited to listen to this track now. Like, I'm even more excited than when you said it to us, knowing that just to kind of see what we can get out of it in comparison to everything else. Now I'm super excited about that. And we will absolutely have you guys back. Um, no, they're but, terrible. We I don't will, want them back. But I, I will say though, I just didn't kidding. get like 182 vibes from it. I didn't either. I can't, I can't pinpoint. I don't know why everybody said that. I can't pinpoint what vibes I get from it, but it's definitely not Blink-182. Yeah. I think Friend Circle, out of all the bands that we've talked to, they are 100% Blink-182 vibes. Yeah. If you 
I don't know if you guys have heard them, but no. yeah, your sounds familiar. Check, check like yeah. the sound it, yeah. that you guys have is very, it's very nostalgic. familiar and nostalgic. And it's yeah. like, I feel like I've, I've heard it from somewhere, but I don't know where. And I feel like that's one of the great things about you guys is you've got this sound that's recognizable, but you can't pinpoint it. So you've made it your own, which is a very hard thing to accomplish. Um, it's a hard thing to accomplish, but if you can do it correctly, sky's the limit. And I feel like you guys have done that. And that could be because a lot of the, the background that you guys have, and as long as you guys have been playing music, but I mean, we've talked to artists that have been playing for just as long and are still not necessarily on that pinpoint either. Cause it's like, and like I've said to Brittany before, I was like, I don't know where I know this from, but like, I know this, like, I feel like I've heard this before, but I haven't. So congratulations on that because that is very hard to do and knowing <laughs> that I'm excited for the one that you just sent us because now I'm Same. like is this gonna gear me in the right direction or is it gonna send me all the way out in left field again mm -hmm. and I feel like that's great because it keeps us guessing for you guys I feel like it's gonna be left field so I much more like. exciting I can totally answer this for you but that just won't be fun so no you guys listen to it enjoy it <laughs> please i hope you enjoy it uh but you know and it's cool because like i said this is you know it's unreleased we uh um it, it'll come out in about a month uh and it's an older song it's one that we've been doing for a while um but again i don't want to give you too much about it until you hear it so okay yeah. no pressure no pressure none, <laughs> none whatsoever <laughs> Um, for those of you that are listening to this, if this hasn't come out by yet, uh, by yet, by then, um, we did, we are going to be doing a blind react to the song and everything. So you'll get our raw reactions to it and our feedback on it at the same time that we'll be posting um, eventually so that you guys can get a feel for it as well. And we may, with permission, tease it on some of our lives and stuff too, so that way you guys can get ready for it. Um because I know a lot of our our fans and people that are with us are super excited about you guys and hear the things that you guys do. So maybe oh, I'll put you. the I'll put the torture on and I'll tease it every now and again, and then <laughs> it makes everybody more excited for when it actually comes out. But um, staying on this realm of talking of influences, um, influences and artists, and knowing a little bit of of your backgrounds in music. Um, We've talked about this prior, we talked about this for the interview and have touched on it a little bit. Um, we all in this know exactly what MySpace is, correct? Not really. <laughs> I was never on MySpace. I'm serious. I don't think I've ever seen the website ever. Okay, so, <laughs> well, what about Facebook? Well, sure. Okay, so MySpace was like Facebook, but a lot less boring. This. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so but the really cool thing about myspace was you could put a profile song on your profile that pretty much told everybody about your personality at the end of the day like your myspace song was your personality you and if you one. really if you really wanted to be a jerk about it you could also hide your profile song where they when they went to your profile it just kept playing and they couldn't stop it <laughs> i was that person but one of the questions we'd love to ask in regards to that is if you had MySpace today, 
or Facebook or either one, what would your profile song be right now? Hmm. <laughs> and everybody stops. Mine would be the fallout. Just because I'm a shameless whore who likes to promote. Promote. Okay, that's not the sublet song. <laughs> you can't oh, do that. Oh. That's cheating. Oh man. Well, no, because we've also asked bands after they answered the like Yes, whatever. you asked this one, and then you asked what like the sublet the, song would have yes. been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe like uh Future Breed Machine by Mashuga or uh, Bleed okay. by Mashuga or something like that where someone might be like, oh my God, how did I turn this off? Like, <laughs> like something that's so intense, you know? I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of death metal I can think of. You know, <laughs> I like it. I dig it. Tension or not? <laughs> no idea. I have no idea what my song would be. That's a hard one. I can't make decisions very well. Why is a basis? Can't either. Well, Brittany can relate. Yeah, mine would be basket case. It'd be what? Basket case. Oh yes. Okay. Good call. No, I'm Good not. Call. I, think I wouldn't want to be abrasive. Maybe we do something. I don't know. Maybe do some <laughs> or something like how does it feel or something. I don't know. Or uh. uh what know. you're telling me is you would have a playlist. You would just have one song. You probably yeah. have a playlist. Depending on what, what mood I'm in, I guess. I don't know. That's fair. Touche. Uh, so now we're going to throw it to the other side of the ball field with a question. So we've already mentioned Friend Circle. They're based out of Jersey. And we always talk about how before we do these interviews, we're always pretty nervous and anxious when we come into them because again we're fans of your work so it's a slight intimidation factor to us to be like oh we get to sit down and talk with them and we're fans of them so are they going to hate us after this are they not is it going to go well it's not going to go well that's more me that's not Brittany but either way but mm -hmm. uh, we were talking to friend circle about all of that and they were like no like we're having fun like you haven't asked us anything like weird or crazy like we did in a previous interview and me being me, I asked, I was like, so what'd you get asked in the previous interview? So I can ask it in all my other interviews. <laughs> and the one question that they got asked that we now ask in every single interview, and it's the most hysterical thing we've ever asked is if you could be any sandwich, which sandwich would you be and why? <laughs> Faces are like, what in the hell? Well, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be a Monte that's a real sandwich, right? That's the yes, French it is. Toast, that's the French toast. <laughs> it's French. A real sandwich. Because I used to think I was part French, so I was I like, and I love French toast. <laughs> I'd have that. Hmm. What else is on it? Ham. Ham's pretty cool, <laughs> right? Yeah. Ham's all right. Okay, it's got cheese. What kind of cheese is on a Monte Cristo? Pretty sure it's provolone or Swiss. Oh, I love Swiss. I'd probably be a Philly cheesesteak. Okay. Why? Please don't tell me you're a hot mess. Because I'm a hot mess. Philly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because I feel like. A hot mess. 
<laughs> okay, so I feel like there's a couple different layers to Philly cheesesteaks. And actually, maybe a club. A club might be a better way to go. But, um, but I feel like I like to think of myself as maybe slightly above just a regular cold cut sandwich. But I know I'm not like a real fancy sandwich. And I feel like, you know, just a good little bit of red meat and some cheese and some mushrooms with some good bread is kind of me. Like parts of me are gross. <laughs> parts of me are melty and, you know. <laughs> and I'm a hot mess. So I think that's, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> We've lost them. <laughs> Would you like to answer? What are that? you? <laughs> um, I was gonna say an Arby's roast beef sandwich because I am what I eat, but <laughs> that was. Oh no. Uh, you haven't been thinking of your answer. What you <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of drawing oh. a blank here. I'm listening to y'all's <laughs> answer. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Oh, I thanks, guys. This is great. Be like 20 minutes of <laughs> silence here. He's <laughs> banning yourself. Oh my god, my face hurts. <laughs> How about a hot dog? Is a hot dog a sandwich or a no? Taco? No, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Or a taco. That was the other that was your option you gave. Like wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that the friend circle even said after they asked them that question, they got into is a hot dog a sandwich. So it's so <laughs> funny that you guys said that because that's what the other podcast asked them. Oh, really? And then so you asked New it? Haven. New Haven was like, a hot dog's not a sandwich unless you put cheese on it. <laughs> then it's a sandwich. Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Strange. Uh, I had grilled cheese for dinner tonight. That was delicious. Homemade or did you? Homemade. Plan? Yeah. With some tomato soup. What kind of bread? Um, Ezekiel bread. Who? Ezekiel bread. What is that? It's a. It's a stupid higher end bread. Because I'm bougie. Wow. He said who? <laughs> <laughs> He's got some Amish bread. Ezekiel bread. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. For those of you that are listening, before we get into this other sandwich, the, the dead <laughs> silence that you're hearing is Brittany and I laughing hysterically. But if we laugh in the microphone as this happens, you're not going to hear what's happening with that. So we are <laughs> muted laughing hysterically. So I will post this section on TikTok. <laughs> Great. Great. Okay. All right. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh, good <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had an old girlfriend who used to be like, I got to ask you a very important question. How old is she? Uh, well, okay. Round or square waffles? I was like, and I started thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess round, but I liked square. I don't know. And then it's just kind of broken my brain for the last, I don't know, 25 years or something. So square ones are fluffier. Not if you get Belgian waffles that are also oh. circle, but they're fluffy. 
So that's <laughs> that's where I keep kind of coming back to things where I'm just like, I don't, I don't really know. I don't. You're gonna start a new controversy, just like the whole is a hot dog a sandwich thing. Yeah. Based on waffles. That's oh, a new yeah. question we can ask in interviews now. Blame Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. <laughs> Good. We're gonna break everybody's brain now. <laughs> Round or square waffles. Round or square waffles. Is a is a hoagie a sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. But then Doesn't it's refer to the style of bun that it is, or is it the actual whole thing is the hoagie? Oh, it's just. A... I think it's just the bread. But like things that go into a hoagie roll, like. Right. So a anything can be a hoagie be... if it's put in a hoagie roll. Yeah, I don't know. So is a hot dog a hoagie? No, it's a hot dog bun, not a hoagie bun. But they're shaped the exact same way, so one's just bigger. But they're not the same. So I guess here's my question is like, would you still call it a bologna sandwich? Because bologna and hot dog are the exact same thing. One's just hot. So depends on what bologna you're eating and what type of hot dog you're eating. Or if what? You took, if you took the, if you took like, taco innards and put them on bread does it become a sandwich innards? or is it still a taco <laughs> innards. i think a sandwich is based on the bread that you use because a bologna a bologna bologna goes on like sandwich bread right but you can put it on a sub hot, hot dogs go who the hell does that <laughs> you put a drowned chunk of bologna in a hot dog roll. It's a, uh, it's a hot dog. But it's the same thing. I don't know. Is it the same thing? I'm so disappointed it's the same thing. I don't think it's the same thing. That does not taste like bologna. Yeah, and yes. And when you even fry bologna, it doesn't taste like a hot dog. So I don't think it's the same thing. So then if you put cheese in a hot dog bun, is it still not a grilled cheese? No. But Wait, it's what? two pieces of bread and cheese. Oh my God. But grilled cheese is the grilled part. You're grilling it. Do you grill a bun like that <laughs> on the outside? You can. can. But who has ever done that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a bun, in a damn <laughs> Look, when you're in college, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Uh, and no. if the sub rolls are on sale, I'm going to put bologna in a sub roll. Oh, Jesus. For the record. Naturally. See? <laughs> I win. <Okay>. Booyah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, here's the question then. Oh, no. The sandwich then have to be like... I guess I start looking now like open face sandwiches. Where do those fall? Because if it's not actually two pieces of bread on top of each other and you just have like a piece of bread underneath, could you have like an open face hot dog and would that constitute as a sandwich? An open face hot dog? I've never heard of that. <laughs> I'm just looking. You're killing me right now. <laughs> he's, he's got a What the hell is an open face hot dog? Like a piece of bread with the hot dog laying on it? That's all a bun is. That's what it does already. It's just got a crease. So then maybe it's just, an, maybe a hot dog is just an open face sandwich already. No. Okay. We're really diving into this rabbit hole now. 
Because remember when Subway, the sandwich shop, when they first started, or at least when they started in Ohio, I'm assuming everywhere, but they didn't slice the bread, they'd like dig it out. Like they would just cut like a, a slit in it and pull that little slit out. And then they'd put the stuff in and put the little slit back on, like a lid. I do, do you remember not that? remember that. I don't remember. No, but I wish, I wish they still did because Subway, if you get a sub from Subway, all you're doing is paying for the bread and maybe a slice of meat. Well, it's probably worse back then because they'd only fit it in a little crevice that you'd cut out. So <laughs> it's been upgraded now, I guess, because that was oh, cool. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's confused. <laughs> Wasn't there a thing about Subway bread containing like gym mat material? Wow. <laughs> It was like a while ago, but I don't think I've eaten Subway since. You do know that Crocs are edible. Okay, yeah, no. You can eat Crocs. Anything's edible if you try hard enough. Touche, but Crocs are not actually that edible. Would you like to eat my Crocs? Look, I was <laughs> drunk enough and I tried before. It's, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I was dared to do it and it didn't quite work like out. like a Croc sandwich. <laughs> No. Face croc sandwich, or was it? Do some mustard. Ew. <laughs> Moving on from oh, this sandwich God. conversation. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh my God. Be the last uh, time they asked that question. Yeah. Anybody ever again? <laughs> oh no, that was that was probably one of the best responses I've ever had to that question. That, that whole hurts. section. Can't breathe. Face section. hurts. You know, it's fine. <laughs> it's going on TikTok. <laughs> We did our job. <laughs> you broke us halfway through with our own question. Yes. Um, another question that I just recently started asking that I think is, is a kind of a fun question is if you could choose to live in any movie, which movie would it be and what character would you play? Oh. Well, okay, so that's kind of a question for me because I know my answer, but I also know how it ends for him. And that's, it's, I don't know. I don't really want to die at the end of the movie. Um, Ellen. But if we live in, if we live in the movie, so we, our life is only like an hour long, hour and a half long. Or just for like eternity, we're in this. Movie. Oh, for well, eternity. that's oh, wow. Oh, Don Demarco. So you live in that world, and who would you be? I'd be Johnny. De Ooh, maybe I'd be Spider Man instead or Batman. I know. I mean, how can, what is, is Superman? Is there any other answer? Yes, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. Would be well, like the same <laughs> thing. That Trump Superman. I was going to go with Ghostbusters as one of my answers. <laughs> Originally, I was going to go with Jack Dawson from Titanic, but. Guys, <laughs> so then I was like, maybe I'd rather be Ghostbusters. But now you bring up some really valid points of like superheroes. I mean, no. <laughs> I don't know. I I I'd probably be either Tony Stark, Bruce Wayne. I don't know. He might be a little too. But those are just dudes. You're just a dude now. You're in a, you've got the chance to be something else. Well, but it's more those are dudes who wear really cool costumes. You could do that now in life. But 
Iron Man flies. Called cosplay. No, there's also a billionaire. Like I think the suit flies. He doesn't. He's in a suit. Superman flies. He can do that naked. Yeah, but he's not a billionaire. Why does Superman? Have you seen his his <laughs> that castle? Wait, that that thing he got the ice the ice thing. <laughs> <laughs> there's no i love watching them <laughs> what about property tax this is like america he was in america right was superman in america that's a, a property tax <laughs> so it is paying for it. he's got money that thing was awesome <laughs> i don't think that was in america oh oh that, uh, was there furniture in that thing i don't remember the inside of the ice <laughs> <laughs> why do you ask us these things why why do you torture us trying to talk to us it's property tax <laughs> i mean at the very least you're paying for that. <laughs> i just love how it's all like superman why would you be anybody else bill murray over here <laughs> groundhog day Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm B-God, but I am A-God. I mean, that was his, that quote from that movie. Um, yeah, I tell people all the time, Daniel's my favorite member of the sublets. Like, it's not even me. We're just such it's a slap even... to Stefan. <laughs> it's like the only other one. <laughs> Well, most people I think would be like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm my own favorite member of the ba- what? No, no, I I want to be like Daniel when I grow up. Me too. Oh my god! Oh my god! Everything hurts and I'm crying. <laughs> well, that that movie just. It's oh god! Oh. Did that answer your question? I don't know if it did. <laughs> oh yeah, you want to be Superman? Yeah. <laughs> Although, George, you ever tell us which one you wanted to be? I think you said Johnny Depp at one point. We try to be a pirate or the Mad Hatter yeah. or Edward Scissorhand. No, John, uh, Don Juan DeMarco. So, so, my point with that one was Sweeney Todd. No, oh no. Uh, when he was like, Wait, are you going to only like live for like an hour or two hours? Like, is that the point? And then I was like, Well, then I'd probably be Don Juan DeMarco. And he had sex with like 1,500 women. And he's Johnny Depp, who I still think is sexy as hell. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, yeah, so then D- Jack Dawson from Titanic was one of my, my thoughts, but you know, he doesn't doesn't it doesn't go too well for him. It doesn't. Um, I'll doesn't never matter. let go, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> they both could have fit on that door. Put him up there. Come on. Funny part is we both had Bill Murray in like our top three. I just had him from Ghostbusters. Um, but no, I, I don't know. I, it probably would be like a superhero movie. Yeah. I, I, yeah, because I think it would be a blast to do that. Okay, thing. so for actors then, who would play you in an autobiography? <laughs> like <laughs> the band yeah. or like us individually? Individually in a band, band, in a band autobiography, who would play the three of you? Ooh. I think that's a different question than who would play the auto, like who would play the George Chase main lead character. Well, yeah, it's you. So who would, who do you think would play you? Well, but my point is like, if, if you're like, if it's like a documentary about the band. So it'd be different. Okay, so do both then. <laughs> that's literally uh-huh. what I just said and you ignored me. 
Okay, Thank sorry. Okay, so here's another hard part is like people up right now are all a little older than me. And selfishly, I'd want somebody who's a little younger because I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> makeup can know. do a wonder of things. Um oh, I, I, <laughs> I broke you. <laughs> well, so like I can think of like some of my favorite actors, but then I I don't know that those are the answers that I'd want for um who I'd want to be playing me. I mean, ain't you supposed to pick somebody that kind of looks like you? Right? I mean, not always. Like I just want your favorite actor to play you. You can turn you can make anybody look like anybody. Just, probably, just, probably, you know what? I want Zendaya to play me. <laughs> No, that's my final answer. Oh, okay. She's amazing. And I love her. And I would love to be represented by her. And they have the same body type. I got birthing hips for days. <laughs> Wait till you see these latest promo pictures we did with the jumper. It looks great. It was a floral jumpsuit thing. And it just, it looks awesome. Not a jumper, a jumpsuit. You but. wore a floral jumpsuit? Yeah. Here, I'll show you. <laughs> you already broke Brittany. We haven't even seen it yet. Oh, no. I think this is the best interview we've done yet. Aside <laughs> from Gary. Like, oh, my God. Give me, give me a couple seconds, but I'll get there. About to show us his birthing hips in a jumpsuit. Yeah, no, I will show you. I'll show you the pictures of as much birthing hips as I got here. Hang on. <laughs> Y'all can talk amongst yourselves for a minute. It's going to take me a second. I I'll would choose it. Melissa McCarthy to play me. She's Hands hilarious. Down. I like to She's think I am. Hilarious. <clears throat> I like to think I am. She's literally one of my favorite actresses. I feel like I feel like you and I, though, like you and I would be. We would be Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. Yes, <laughs> they're hilarious together. And what was what was that? Uh, the Heat is that what that movie was? Where they were both detectives? That would yes. be us. <laughs> that would be us. Um, I don't know which one to show you. So I'm gonna pick one. You do got some hips on you. Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> Shakira would be jealous. <laughs> I mean. Whoa, that's go, probably go the, no, go the other one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Here, we'll go with we'll we'll start with this one. It's it's probably the most hippie. Most hippie one. Oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah. Um you do have some hips. I am oh, shocked. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I got I got hips for days. Ooh. Yep, here we go. Oh, there it is. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. <laughs> I feel bad for everybody who's only lit, or no, I don't. Be glad if you're only listening and you didn't just get to see what was just shown <laughs> on the screen. However, if you go to our YouTube page, you will be able to see what we just witnessed <laughs> at the great. same time. But yeah. <laughs> oh, oh that was amazing. That was oh. amazing. <laughs>
Those oh, are good. Still, <laughs> still being edited, but they'll be uh, we'll be posting some of those pretty soon. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, so speaking of that, uh, talk to us about what's next for the sublets. What do you guys have coming up next? Some things that we can be prepared for that you're allowed to tell us. What can we expect? <sighs> um, well, we will be editing some pictures with me in a jumpsuit. Um, we'll be talking about sandwiches and mm -hmm. what constitutes sandwiches. Yes. Um, no, we uh, we got a single coming out in a month. Um, just got a lot of shows booked. Just trying to um, get back out there, get the reps back in. Um, I'm I'm still trying to find my my performing my like my feet my I don't know. Um, I still have this problem where I go to shows and you like you load in at like four or five o'clock. You don't really eat dinner because you don't want to be like burping on stage. Then you have a couple drinks. Next thing you know, you're you know playing at like 10 or 11 p.m. And then the adrenaline wears off and you have no food in your system and you're like just just drunk, drunk on stage, drunk. On... So like I'm still trying to, you know, remember how to temper that a little bit. Um, so a lot of reps. That's that's the moral of that story. Trying to not drink as much as I've been drinking. Um, <laughs> Shenanigans. This last show was rough. Oh, this last show was rough. But it was fun. It's okay. Um, That's what we do. We're a band. We support each other. Anyone's having a rough night, you just do what you got to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just we're playing a bunch of shows, trying to trying to take this thing as far as we can take it. And uh, um, we got, like I said, we got our, our next single coming out in a month. And then uh, we got several other singles lined up beyond that. Um, we're going to hit the studio in a couple of weeks here and finish up a couple other tracks that we've got um, and then drop an EP this summer, which will basically be a, you know, several of the singles that we've already done that we've already released uh, with a couple other songs thrown on there uh, and then keep releasing singles. And really, I mean, unfortunately, that's just kind of the way of the game right now with Spotify and streaming and everything else. You just got to keep putting out singles and stay relevant and, you know, get content out there and all the other crap. Um, but we've got three music videos shot. Uh, we've got the singles, you know, done and, and getting ready to release all those. So, um, yeah, just trying to stay on top of things. And, and um, you know, nice, nice part is now because a lot of the creative stuff is done to this point. We can work on some of the, the networking and the business side of things. Um, and then you know, kind of play a lot of shows this summer and then hopefully once fall hits, switch back into the creative side of writing and um, recording and stuff and then do the cycle all over again and kind of get in the studio and, and do stuff when it's cold and, and write when it's cold and then get out and perform when it's warmer and, you know, people are wanting to go see shows and um, just kind of trying to keep building the network. They're talking about shows and everything. For those shows, do we have tour prospects or are we staying relatively local for right now um we are i mean we've got some some shows that are lined up that are outside of cleveland uh okay. you know some are in cincinnati columbus um we are currently like even as of like an hour ago still talking with bands who are from canada and um different other 
parts of, of like our region um, and trying to do like, you know, show trades and, and uh, if, you know, see if we can get onto tours with some other bands and stuff and, and do some, some regional stuff. Um, you know, the, the dream is still the, to play, you know, a, a big tour or, or something like that or big festivals or whatever. Um, but we also want to know that we earned our way there. Uh, we don't want to just sure. submit stuff and, and then all of a sudden show up and, you know, make idiots of ourselves. Um, so we're still kind of refining and, and figuring out exactly what we're doing and polishing, you know, our stage show. And, um, and then we got some other things kind of up our sleeve with what kind of what the stage show could be. Um, I have a background in magic and juggling. Um, I was a street performer for years, an award-winning magician. Um, so there's other performing elements that we're kind of looking at of, uh, you know, how do we incorporate other things other than just music? Um, and then- So that would explain why your profile picture is you with a whole bunch of cards? Yep. yep. Oh, it makes so much more sense. Okay, I'm following. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, we're just setting up some events and stuff as well and trying to get some, some local, um, I hate, I hate using the word festival when it's like not a multi-day thing. Like, and I know it could be a one-day festival or whatever, but I still feel like, I don't know, one-day festival to me, but no, it's just a really long concert. Um, so we're setting some stuff up, trying to, trying to get some stuff in the works with a lot of bands that are uh, around our area and that are outside of our area um, that we've, you know, either talked with or that we like or that we've, you know, built a relationship with and um, just trying to, trying to, trying to uh, do some creative ways of marketing and, and promotion um, sure. that aren't like, hey, we got out there and we played music. We want to sure. leave people with good, memorable stuff. I don't think outside our hearts too far from them, Britt, right? I think outside our hearts close. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're a New Haven too, but they're not the same genre. Yeah, New Haven New Haven's a lot harder, whereas Outsider Heart is lighter. But all three of you are not that far from each other. Cool. So that may be um, something for you guys to check into at least to even collaborate or see what other options and things might be out there for shows and things. Because um, I know one of them is getting ready to go on tour, I think. And then the other one's getting ready to play potentially Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Okay. So, so I mean, yeah, there's, we've, we've interviewed a lot of people out of where you guys are from, as well as in Florida. Like that's like the two hot yeah. spots right now for music. Like almost every band we've interviewed is from one or the other, which I mean, is insane. So it's Brittany and I have decided that I have to go one weekend and go south and then we've got another weekend and go the opposite direction <laughs> so we can meet everybody. Come on up. We'll go see the Rock Hall. It'll be a fun time. Ooh, I didn't um, even think about that. Just other... definitely in the summertime because yeah. I'm not about snow. No, thank you. I don't do yeah. snow either. We got like six <laughs> inches on the ground right now. Just... Yeah, no thanks. You can keep that. One other thing that we're working on right now is I, through the pandemic, I, I started kind of going crazy. And I was like, I need to play music with people. 
Um, and so I called up a couple of friends and was like, look, just hang out with me. We're going to have some drinks and we're going to write a song together. And uh, like, I just kind of started this thing. We called it happy hours. Um, and we had, it's the formal name is happy hour sessions. Um, but it's a songwriting thing where you basically, a musician comes in, we sit down, we start drinking, we talk, we write a song together. And as we do that, uh, we're like asking questions to each other and just talking and whatever. Uh, and then we perform the song at the end of the, the end of the day um, and then do a little exit interview thing. Um, and we're, we condense that down to like a, like a 12 to 25 minute YouTube episode uh, as well as like a 30, roughly 30 minute podcast version. That's um, awesome. And so those are going to be coming out. We actually, season one's completely done. Um, but season one was, uh, I don't want to say bad because that's, that's got such a terrible connotation. It was just, I, I had never been a host on anything before. So it was just really rough. Um, and I kind of found my way as to what we were doing by like the fourth show um, in the first season or the, fir the fourth episode. But like I did six and that was my six pack. That was going to be season one. And we started doing season two and I'm just like, man, this is so much better now that I've gotten to be able to go back, watch those, figure out how to ask questions, figure out how to not talk too much and, you know, help let the other person kind of guide some more of the songwriting so that people get to see their take more than, you know, me just trying to I don't know, dominate the conversation. Um, and so we've got another five done for season two so far. Uh, we got a couple more filming uh, and then we'll release season two, uh, one episode at a time, week by week. And when we do that, then we're just going to dump all of season one um, so that people can kind of get hooked on season two and then go back and watch season one because it's it was pretty rough. Um, but that's just another thing that we've kind of got in the chamber that we're, we've been doing. And uh, it's been pretty cool. It's been a, it's gotten a really great response. People have really, um, you know, it's intimidating to come in, write a song in three hours and then perform it. Uh, and especially with some of the people who I've never met before, you know, until they literally walk into my studio and we're, you know, talking together. Um, but man, it's been awesome and so therapeutic to like talk with other musicians about what they've been doing over COVID or, or you know, find out how they write songs. And it's just been a really cool exercise also in, uh, in songwriting just to write quickly and get it down on the page and, you know, it frees you up to write bad songs. And that's uh, kind of fun. So. It's also very clever because it's also very clever and unique because I don't know that I have ever heard anything like that of like your the way that you do that and that's so interesting. Like have I don't you seen know Hot Ones. Are you familiar with Hot Ones with Wing Show where they eat hot wings and yes. You... So it's basically that, but with songwriting and alcohol. So you, you're doing this thing together where you're drinking and talking and writing and kind of interviewing somebody and, and then, um, and, you know, at the end of it, you got to perform a song and it's just a really cool, you know, and I've been really proud of every song that we've done, uh, but we've had people on who are like, we had a young girl on who's, she is not a musician, but she has a beautiful voice and I've known her for a mm -hmm. while and she's, um, I was like, you should just be on. She's got a story to tell. Um, she was, she had cancer and was hospitalized for a while. And um, she's just, she's got a beautiful voice. And I was like, you've never written a song. You've never done anything with music. 
but man, I want you to come and just sing and, and be part of this. And we wrote a song together and we performed it. And she was so blown away by how much she rose to the occasion. Uh, it's just, it's such a therapeutic, awesome thing. So um, thank you for saying that it's clever. I mean, for me, it's kind of a necessity. I just, I need to be with other musicians and create because we weren't getting together because we were like, when are we ever going to play shows again? Is this a thing? You know, what's going on? Mm -hmm. uh, so we would talk and like hang out and grab pizza or something, but we weren't doing music. There are times that Daniel would be like, can we please play music? I'm dying, please. <laughs> uh, but we just were like, man, let's just, you know, give, give it another couple of weeks. I'm sure this thing will be done soon. Another couple of weeks. I'm sure the pandemic will be over. And it just kept going. So kind of yep. more another necessity. I feel like, I've, uh, Brittany, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like that's kind of how Brittany and I got to this point as well. Like this is the, this, the whole idea behind our podcast and what we do, what we do has been something that we have always had like a need for. I never really got away from granted. We've been friends since high school, which is like 15 years ago. And then we kind of like, we've always been connected, but then I wouldn't say I had a falling out, but then it's like life just happened. We both went our separate ways, but we're still very apparent with each other. And then AK, you moved to North Carolina and left me here in this shithole state. Well, I'm sorry. You were married. There wasn't anything I could do about it. Yeah. Um, but it's like we did that. And All right. This right. happened. And we just, it's like we, re, we reconnected and rekindled everything that we did 15 years ago and made it better. And I don't, I, I, I can't speak for Brittany, but for me, it's filled such a void that I had of like what I what I missed what I used to do what I was good at what I thrived in doing and like I also do special effects makeup but with the pandemic you can't really do that because you're too close of a proximity for certain things and there were so much more things involved with it and filming and stuff wasn't happening so it was like rekindling an old flame over here and it was just it's been the most satisfying fulfilling thing for me so I get it. Wonderful. But guys, we are up on our hour mark. Um, I feel like we could probably sit here and talk all night long. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know I can. Again, I love to hear myself talk and I could probably pull more random questions out of the air. I'm full of useless information. But, <laughs> um, but we really appreciate you guys coming to hang out with us. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys have done for us. You guys have been here with us since we started you took the chance on us then and then we got you on the show and everything. So uh, I've said it at the beginning and I'll say it again. We can't thank you guys enough for everything that you have done for us since the very beginning when we started doing all of this. And it, it may not seem like a whole lot, but it means the absolute world to us at the end of the day. And we consistently talk about you guys and like how you've always been there since the beginning and like you pop in our lives, you comment on our stuff. Like you're very interactive with us as well. And it, it shows. I, I did feel bad one day when I, I popped on, uh, I think on the 17th, when you guys released the stuff came live, mm -hmm. you know, when podcast went live and I, uh, I was on for like 10, 15 minutes, something like that. And then I was like, Oh, I'm, I got to run. I had to do stuff. And I was gonna come back and never came back I totally fell asleep and I was like oh, I felt like such a jerk so it's it happens it happens it's completely okay just the fact that you even popped in just be like hey this is awesome just pop it in to say hey was a major thing for us so again we 
thank you guys immensely for everything that you have intentionally and unintentionally done for us. Like you've, you've put in that, you've, you've given us that extra boost that we needed, whether or not you realized it or not. So feeling is definitely mutual. So we appreciate thank you. you. Yeah. We appreciate everything that well, you we look do. forward to our next podcast with you guys. <laughs> I'm going to have to get better questions. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to revisit the no. sandwich question. Come with your best argument. And then maybe we'll do that one live and the fans can decide who was right. <laughs> I would love that. And um, uh, yeah. And we would also, I, I think, um, you know, you guys have been talking about getting like acoustic stuff together and trying to get find artists and stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, we've got a show on the 14th, but man, we would love to do. Even depending on what timing is, we could still do an acoustic set for that or whatever. But man, we'd love to, if you guys ever did a festival or did, um, I don't know, just a gathering of bands or something, I think it'd be awesome to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we do, so the 14th, the one that we're doing on May 14th, that's actually my birthday. So oh, we're nice. trying to do like a little virtual mini acoustic festival thing. Because it's easier for people to do it acoustically than full set when you're live in a virtual setting. Um but we also do, we, we did one and there was a lot of kinks that we have to work out, but we've also started doing artist roundtables where we do live events on, usually it's a Friday night. We'll do a live event and have artists from different bands or even the whole band itself come in and we talk music and life and things like that. Just that way people can collaborate and network with each other because everybody's everybody's very much connected due to social media, but not everybody knows about everyone. So if we can connect it to where, if you guys go to Florida and you can hang out with one of the bands there, they may be like, Hey, you can crash my house. Or if you need anything, here's my stuff. It gives you guys those extra connections and stuff as well. So again, we do do those. Beginning. And I say it again, I really appreciate what you guys are doing for the scene with building community and and spreading the word about these kind of things because that's it's awesome so thank you again and we'd love to tune in for some of those yeah and if there's anything that we can ever do for you guys in any regard please don't hesitate to reach out to us shoot us a message um anything like that we're more than happy to help in any way that we possibly can granted i don't have a million dollars so unfortunately i can't do all that but i will do anything that you guys need uh, but again, we really, really appreciate you guys. Um, those of you that are listening and or watching this podcast, we have the sublets that are on here. They are incredible, amazingly talented people. You can find them on all social media platforms. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Music. You can find them everywhere. Find all of their stuff. Please go find them, follow them, uh, listen to them over and over again, stream them like it's nobody's business. And when you go and check them out, Please let them know that the Elder Emo Hour sent you. Guys, again, thank you so much thank for sitting you. down and talking with nice us. Nice meeting you. Um, yeah. We are the well, Elder Emo Hours, and this was the Sublets. <laughs> <laughs>